friends, Renee B. from Virginia has this to say about the angel membership. I love the community and I love how each workshop builds on one another. It feels like it all flows and having the community to share their experiences and validate mine is so helpful. Renee B., thank you, thank you, thank you. It's wonderful having you in the membership. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with Laura, who's going to be sharing her stories about really her connection with her mom from the other side and how she was able to deepen that connection with her mom. Um, Laura, I'm so sorry that mom is on the other side, but I'm so glad that you've been able to really deepen this connection with her, see her signs. And I'm excited for you to share your stories today because the angels have been whispering that it's really going to help put things together for others who are listening in order to help them have that relationship with their loved ones on the other side as well. So thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing me on. That's, I mean, that's the goal in sharing my story. My mom's story really is to kind of give hope and an awareness that life does go on, you know, beyond this earth. I love it. I'm going to have you take it away. Sure. Okay, so I guess I should start with just a little bit of backstory because I think it is really pertinent to what comes next. So my mom's really struggled with um, some mental health concerns throughout the duration of her life, but they they definitely got more severe towards the end, the last few years of her life, and at that time she was. I believe that she was coping with her symptoms that she was not accurately treated, in my opinion, um, medically for. So she started coping with alcohol. And so the last few years of her life were really difficult, obviously, for her, but for all of her loved ones. And she really, really struggled. And it, it got to a point where she had kind of made almost a full disconnect from who she truly was. And it was, we were not in real constant contact at the end of her life. It was more sporadic. And in September of 2021, which is almost a year ago now, I was driving to work and I vividly remember this. I was driving to work and in my head, just clear as can be, I heard the phrase, call your mom. And it gave me anxiety because... (laughs) As you can imagine, you know, if you've loved someone who's struggled with addiction, you know that, you know, to to call them at random or or to call them at all, you don't know what state of mind they're going to be in. And so I kind of pushed it away and I thought to myself, okay, I'm on my way to work. I will call her on my lunch break or I will call her when I get off. But it was on my lunch break that I got a call from my younger brother that our childhood home was inflamed and engulfed in flames. So I left work um, and she unfortunately passed away in that fire. And when I got to speak to a fire chief, he had mentioned that he, the words he used were, it's a total loss. So not only were we lost my mom, we'd lost our mom, 
we'd lost our childhood home and all of the memory, it felt like all of the memories, you know, it just all came flooding back, the happy times, the good times, all of our, a lot of our childhood mementos, some things in my old bedroom, my brother's old bedroom, and just, I mean, everything. So to hear those words, it's a total loss was just gut-wrenching. And the fire, um, the firemen shared with me, this was a few hours after I'd found, I'd learned that she'd passed away. He'd shared with me that they were still trying to put the fire out. And it, it, it was so, it was so damaging and it just kind of kept growing. And it was a rainy day. Uh, that's worth mentioning too, because that'll come up a little bit later, but um, it was a rainy day. So it's like this, it's almost um, cliche, <laughs> this dreary, gross. I mean, it was all just, it was awful. So of course, all I could think about that day is why did you not listen to the message to call your mom? I mean, it, it's all I could think about. And from there on, all I could do was just pray. I I just prayed. But my mom had, um, when we were growing up, she had this film camera and she did not like to have photos taken of her. She was like, no way. But she w- she loved to be behind the camera. So she had tons and tons and tons and tons of family photos. Um, and she had them put away in all of these albums. There were probably like 10, I don't know, but they were just jam-packed of family photos. And on top of that, when her mother passed away, my mom was given a ton of, I mean, super, super old, like heirloom photos dating back to the twenties because my mother's father was also a photographer. So we, I mean, she had just boxes and boxes of stuff. And I just, that broke my heart to feel like those things would be missing. So I just prayed and prayed and prayed, God, please let something, anything, a handful, I got at that point, I didn't care, like let anything survive that we can take with us that will bring us some comfort. So I was reeling after, obviously, you know, after finding out that she'd passed away for a few days. I mean, I was frozen. I was just in this weird, dark grief where I was like hardly leaving the house. But one day I was just like, you know what? I need to get out. I need to walk. I I took my dog to our favorite little hiking spot down the road. Convenient. Conveniently down the road. It's about as far as I could go in that state. But I, when I parked the car, I just started sobbing. And I was like, mom, if you are okay, please send me an orange butterfly. Why I chose that? No idea. But I, I just did. Um, and I was, I, I was sure in my heart, I was like, she's going to send me one. I know she is, but you know, in grief, we go through this spiritual crisis. And I was, there was this big part of me that was like, what, what if everything I ever thought spiritually, what if I'd made it all up? And what if none of this is true? Every sign I've ever had prior to this moment was like, not real. So this is all going through my head. So we get out, I go on this little mini hike with my dog and I'm just crying. I'm just casually crying this whole walk, but I'm looking for everywhere. I mean, I'm like hyper aware of every little thing, looking for a butterfly anywhere. And you know, Julie, it was the weirdest thing because every single time I go on a walk there, there's butterflies everywhere. And I did not see a single one on this walk. So my heart was just broken. I was devastated. And I went home that day and I just felt so lost and just so gross. I can still kind of feel it when I talk about it. I'm like, oh, that was such an awful time. 
However, <laughs> it was a few days later where my family and I, it was my father, my brother, and I, we made it back to our childhood home. And I was so anxious. I was so sick the whole drive. I was terrified. I actually didn't know yet at that point what I was going to see. Um, unfortunately, on social media, people were sharing photos of our home being on fire. So I did see that. Um, but I, I didn't know what the aftermath was going to look like whatsoever. So it was very, very scary. Um, so we pull up and I'm shook. And I'm like, holy, this cannot be, you know, our house. I get out. I'm I'm literally shaking. and. I walk maybe five steps and these three orange butterflies just come out of nowhere and are flying around me. And I just break down. And I, I pointed out to my brother and my dad, but I don't, obviously at the time, I don't think I'd spoken with them about like, I asked mom to send me orange butterflies. So I was like, look guys, there's butterflies. And they're just like, okay, this is a weird time for that, Laura, <laughs> very weird time for that, Laura, um, which it was. But I, I walked up to the, I know, I walked up to the porch. So we had these, is this big, beautiful Victorian home. And my mom had such a deep connection to this house. I mean, she loved this house with everything in her. And I walked up to the steps. I walked up the steps and they just kind of followed me up there. And I'm just like in this weird space, totally freaked out and, and sick because of like, all of our stuff is in this rubble and like, it smells really bad. And it was just so visceral and also surreal at the same time. But then I have these butterflies, which I know there's a part of me that I'm like, I know this is mom. So this is a very bizarre moment. And while I was standing there trying to take it all in, I just had this thought and it was like, go to the side of the house. So I did that. I went to the side of the house and that's when I started to see there were photos on the ground photos that I didn't even remember existed. It was like, okay, so at the top floor of the house, oh, how do I describe this? It was like a wicker cabinet and it had fallen out of the window during the fire. Wow. And it just so happened that it was mine from, it's like where I kept all my little mementos from like middle school and like cards for my grandparents and the photos, like I said, I, I didn't even remember taking from like field trips and all this stuff. And so in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to really have things like I was happy with just that. Like in that moment, I was like, so grateful that I had anything, anything that I could take with me though. At the same time, I, I had this, this reality that this is purely my, my stuff. So then I have like my dad and my brother who I know are not getting to have that same experience in that moment. So then I kind of turned back to that and I'm like, okay, okay. So like the joy of that's kind of like, it's not gone away, but I've tampered it because I'm feeling almost guilty. But the time came where, so my dad got the door open, the front door and he like, it swings open and it's just, it was so bad. It was just, I mean, I almost can't even formalize words when I'm, or form words when I, when I think about it, cause it's just too much. Um, but the, the living room was just, I mean, it was like leveled. Everything was ash and black and it smelled bad and everything that was there was no longer there. So that was really hard. However, in that room, somehow my brother, I hear my brother and he said, Oh my God, the photos. And my heart, 
I don't, I can't even, it like jumped out of my body and he, the photo albums had made it. They were wet. They were soaking wet, but we were able to take all the photos out and like boxes of it all, it all made it like all of it made it. It defies reality. Like it truly defies logic and reason and reality, but they all made it. And we were able to peel them apart. We like pinned them up all over my dad's house and like let them dry out. And so we have all of the photos of, of the old ones from like my grandparents, the ones from our childhood, we have all of it. And he also found, my brother also found a framed piece of artwork that my maternal grandma, my mom's grandma, handmade and handwritten. It was a picture of a butterfly and the poem she hand wrote on there said, butterfly flutter. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Let me, let me rephrase that. I wrote it down. So I'd get this right. Butterfly hover near my mother. Tell her that I dearly love her. No way. Yes. Read that one more time because people are putting together that you asked for the butterflies earlier and they showed up at the house and now you see this sign. You got to read this one more time. Yes. Love this. Butterfly hover near my mother. Tell her that I dearly love her. Ah, and so this is something that your great grandmother had made. My my maternal grandmother, so my grandma. Okay. Your grandma. Yeah. This is incredible. I love this story. We're going to work on putting together stories into a book. I hope you let us put this story into the book. I would love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, Laura. So what did you experience in that moment? Did everything come full circle for you beyond like a shadow of a doubt where like you had that concrete knowing and validation that this couldn't be anything other than mom? I did. I I did. It was almost, I was almost giddy, but like in a weird grief way, I don't really know how to describe that experience, but I knew there was no, to this day, no one will ever, there's nothing anyone could ever say to me that that's not my mom, that she did not make that happen. It's incredible. Incredible. I want to give a big thank you to Jenna Kutcher for recommending me as the top intuition and manifestation coach. Because of her, I'm featured in this month's issue of Goss Magazine. If you'd like to work with me, join my angel membership. A whole new year of content and live events begins January 1st. The biggest impact I've seen is the angel membership has helped countless people move from feeling stuck, grief-stricken, frustrated, anxious, lonely, or depressed to feeling constant support, joy, love, bliss, ease and peace because it's like they learn the angelic secrets to living life. I've watched so many souls take the tools in the membership and manifest the perfect relationship, the job they desire, or that special something that's been calling to them within their heart. So if your angels have been calling you to join the angel membership, 
That is a message. They're saying to you, hey, we know where you're going and we're trying to help you get there, but you need these tools in the angel membership to do so. If you need a scholarship, friends, a link is in the show notes below. If you want more info and a special promotion, use the link in the show notes to register for a discovery call this week. Don't miss the most transformative year of your life. Angel members, we start a whole new year together as a community on January 1st. Register today at theangelmedium.com. So after this and such a clear, defined sign and validation from her, how did you start to continue to build a relationship with her and really continue that connection? I talk to her a lot. (laughs) I ask her to send me comfort a lot because when she was well, um, she was truly the most, and I'm trying really to be eloquent here because I'm tearing up, but she was the most caring and calm. I mean, she never, ever yelled. When I look back and I'm a mom now and I'm like, I don't know how she did it. But I can feel that. I can feel that. Like, I can literally feel her, like, wrapping her arms around me, I guess, and, like, sending me so much love and comfort. And I also ask her to send me signs. And I ask her, I I get specific because, you know, I ask her to send me the orange butterfly, and she sure sent them. So I'll ask for, like, coins sometimes. This is funny. I was um, getting ready this morning about two hours ago, and I said, Mom send me a coin. So I'm walking, I'm on my, I'm at my office where I work and I walk in and I'm just thinking about all kinds of different things. And I look down and sure enough, there's a penny right before I walk in the door. And I was like, thanks mom. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. Laura, there's a couple of things coming through for you. Um, Did we do a session together before? We did a few months back. We did. Yes. Okay. It's interesting because I think as human beings, we need validation. We need, and it's not just within spirituality. It's not just within science. It's like, am I a human being that is doing this correct? Am I on the right path? Am I doing what you want me to be doing, God, universe, source? Um, And we just need these confirmations. And what I have found in my own experience is that the more people that I talk to about their experiences, the more validation I get, the more I I live just years here on this earth, the more I get that validation. And what I mean by that validation is if I'm at a point in my life where I'm taking action, I'm moving forward, I'm just being myself, but I have that self-doubt. God, am I doing this right? (laughs) I don't know. Is everybody having a different experience and I'm just having this one right here? These validations end up taking me back to you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. You've always been doing the right thing. And your mom said to share that with you because you have a lot of that within your own life too. Yeah, I do. And she said, you're coming into a more concrete space of I'm on the right track. 
I'm exactly where I need to be. Everything is okay. Everything is going to be okay. The universe is always working in my favor. And you're coming into a more concrete confidence that all you have to do in this lifetime is just breathe and be you. I love that. And she said she's so proud of you for that because there's one more piece to this. I made a very, very decisive decision as a child that my relationship as an adult was going to be the complete opposite of my parents' relationship growing up. And I've never struggled with that level of confidence within myself. It's almost like I made that agreement when I was a tiny child, Mm -hmm. probably seven years old, and I haven't broken that. It's been unwavering within me. She said that you have the exact same thing when it comes to your life path being different from hers. Not that that makes her out to be bad or wrong. She had to go through the experience in life that she did, and it did help her soul grow. But your path is not the same, but you know that concretely within you. And It's unwavering within you where it's just solid and strong. And she said, she's pointing to both your life and my life as children and showing me something where she says she didn't have that as a child, right? I think that sometimes when our parents are messing things up as we are kids, We don't realize the gift within it. And the gift in my life was a beautiful relationship moving forward. And the gift in your life was not being on the same path as mom. But mom, she takes me back to her childhood, your mom. And she said, I didn't have that moment within me to make that concrete decision within myself. And she said, um, it's in both your life plan and her life plan so that it was set up so that you made that concrete decision as a kid. I just thought that that was interesting. And I think sometimes as a messenger, it's our job not to maybe even define the message, but just to bring through exactly what they're showing us in the moment. And that's what she was showing me. Thank you so much. It's it makes so much sense that you say that because I mean, I have these very, very vivid memories of being really sad and like being alone and being like crying and thinking life should not be this hard and kind of seeing things clearly. And and like you said, I, I very much remember saying to myself, your adult life will not be this way. This is how it's going to be. And I also remember, um, and as a kid, I was extremely spiritual, extremely. And I remember, I always talked to the angels all the time. And I remember thinking to myself, and I have throughout my life since then, that somehow this was supposed to be this way. Uh, Many times I resented it, but I knew that I was supposed to make something out of this 
I was supposed to make it mean something and that it, it had to have some kind of purpose that I didn't understand. And so that, that thought has carried me through so many, so many trials and tough things. So it makes so much sense that she would bring that up. And I never shared that with her personally. Yeah, so that's yes. very interesting. I love that. Oh, Laura, I want you to know too, that she's working to bring through everything that it is that you want in this lifetime. And she wants you to really live in the state of open receptivity, that everything that it is that you want, feel it within your heart chakra. You know, fear is this energy that kind of walls off your heart chakra to anything coming in. And open receptivity is like the the doors of your heart being wide open and like French doors and that you're just in this magical place of God, universe, source. I know that you're going to bring through this peace within my life. That's beautiful. I love that. And I do struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is affirming to hear that. It's, and you know, we, on the topic of my mom, before she passed, the last couple of good conversations we had were about, we were renting, my partner and I were renting the home that we're in now. And, or I'm sorry, the home that we were in then. And she would tell me, you need to buy, Laura, you need to buy. I'm going to be rooting for you. You need to buy. And wouldn't you know, um, a couple months after she passed, we closed on our dream house. And it was like, made no sense as to why. I mean, there were 10 other contracts. I mean, it was like bizarre. And I just knew that was her. And I could just feel her being so happy. Oh, that's incredible. Laura, thank you so much for being here. I know that your story is going to inspire so many. And I just appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. You too, Julie. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. To everybody listening, you know somebody out there who needs to hear this story today, who needs to be inspired with hope, with love, and to really open their hearts to that receptivity vibration. Why don't you go on over to Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're at on social media and share this episode with them. And while you're over there, please connect with me so that you can see what's happening or like see me bringing through live messages um, from the angels. I'm doing that more and more over there. You can follow me over there at Angel Podcast. Thanks everybody for being here. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. 
And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.